بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن رفق لا يكون في شيء إلا زانه ولا ينزع من شيء إلا شانه رواه مسلم Continuing with the hadith, we just began the discussion previously. Aisha radiallahu anha narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that soft-naturedness will not be found in anything except that it will beautify it. And it is not snatched away from anything except that it causes ugliness or darkness to enter it. We mentioned the verse of the Qur'an Yesterday, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, various places in the Qur'an, Allah enumerates the ihsanat and favors of Allah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The mode of expression in this verse is vastly different from the other verses in the sense that special emphasis is placed upon the soft-naturedness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is indicated as the manifest magnificent display of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's very great mercy upon Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Allah says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ It was a manifest indication of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لِنْتَ لَهُمْ that we made you soft-natured in your dealing with your companions that is the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As we mentioned yesterday the Qur'an gives us Allah's sunnat. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if conversely your nature was such that your speech was harsh, you were intolerant, you were rigid, and you were hard-hearted in your dealing with your companions, then as we mentioned yesterday, the testimonial of the Qur'an in the haqq or in the favor of the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Amongst the many verses we mentioned yesterday, one verse, Muhammadur Rasulullah walladhina ma'ahu ashiddahu ala al-kuffari ruhamahu bainahum tarahum ruka'an sujjada yabdaguna fadlam min Allahi wa ridwana. That Allah Ta'ala says that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. And one interpretation of this verse, Mufassirin give, وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ That Muhammadur Rasulullah is dawa, is a claim. What is the proof that only a Nabi could have produced companions like this? In this verse, Allah Ta'ala says, يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا This verse is ajib in this sense, that we find that one of the greatest challenges to face any believer in this world, is to develop the quality of ikhlas and sincerity. That what you do, you do for Allah's sake and for no one else. And this is something that is such a great challenge that ulama say in reality, mot par malum ho jayega. Whether you had ikhlas or sincerity, you can't even make a claim. No one has a right to say, me mukhlis hu, that I am mukhlis, I have ikhlas. They say you will only find out at the time of death whether whatever you were doing was being done solely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. Yet in the case of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of the Sahaba, Allah ta'ala in the Qur'an 
has already revealed yabtaguna fadlam min allah wa ridwana tarahum ruk'an wa sujada you will find them in ruku you will find them in sajda and why yabtaguna fadlam min allah wa ridwana they are doing it solely for the sake of allah that is the ikhlas of sahaba that they had ikhlas and that the actions were motivated by absolute sincerity this testimonial Qur'an gives in their haq. Allah Ta'ala reveals in their haq, in their favor. This was their maqam and their status. Yet, if you were harsh-hearted in your speech, if you were harsh-hearted and you were harsh in your speech, intolerant, rigid, لَن min hawlik. They would have run away from you. They would not, you would not have found them anywhere near you. So from this we can see the view that the Sharia takes upon harshness, rigidity, intolerance. And we find that, as we mentioned yesterday, that what was the shan and nuzul? When was this, when was this particular verse revealed? Where Allah says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِمْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضْلًا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That it was Allah's manifest mercy upon you, my Nabi, that we made you soft nature. We find that on the occasion of Uhud, there was huge con- confusion among Sahaba. The false rumor was spread that Na'uzu Billah Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi has become Shaheed. We know the incident that 50 or so companions were told to guard the mountain pass. And when they saw in the initial stages, it looked like the Muslims had got victory. Most of them abandoned their post in the pursuit of the Mali Ghanimat or the spoils of war, thinking that the instruction was till the battle is on and now the battle is over. Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala, who at that time, not a Muslim, a general of the army, he noticed the unguarded mountain pass, mounted a flank movement, and the Muslims were on the battlefield collecting the Mali Ghanimat, the spoils. Now they were attacked in that condition. So many of them started running away from the battlefield in that confusion. Sahaba's iman was like mountains. This was a momentary aberration, momentary. They had lost their senses for a short while. This was Allah Ta'ala's test to show the ummah that if you abandon the command of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you abandon the sunnah of Nabi Apaq Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the harm that can occur as a result of that. Till Qiyamah, this lesson had to be shown to the Ummah. This is why this was done. Sahaba, like I said, it was a momentary aberration. When they realized, what a great mistake, what a great error. How great an error? If you look at the ahkamat or the laws of Shariat, firar min zahaf In other words, to run away from the battlefield, this is a major sin. It's amongst Akbar al-Kabair, amongst the very great of the major sins. So such a great mistake they had made. Abandoned Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Left him in peril, left him in danger. Left him for the enemies of Islam to attack him. Just a few remained behind. So such a great error and mistake that they had made. Now when they realized their folly, realized the mistake, they were greatly repentant. And they came back. 
What was the expectation? Allah's Rasulullah will be upset, he will be angry. Seventy of the Ansar had become shaheed. The beloved of Allah sallallahu himself, he stood Mubarak, had become shaheed. He had fallen unconscious. He had been attacked so viciously. Such great harm had been caused. Outwardly it appeared by the action of the Sahaba, by them abandoning Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Yet, they expected Allah's Rasulullah to be upset, angry, reprimand them, some sort of punishment to be meted out for the great mistake that they had made. Yet completely conversely, they found Rasulullah smiling at them. And Allah's Rasulullah forgave them and welcomed them back. There was no reprimand whatsoever. And it was on this occasion, and this is where we have to understand the mizaj and the temperament of shariat. Unfortunately today, even in the lines of deen, particularly in the lines of deen, harshness, rigidity, intolerance, this has become the order of the day. To such an extent that many of us feel that shariat advocates this. If somebody is harsh, is rigid, always reading the riot act, there's no, no, no leeway whatsoever. We feel, mashallah, this is, this is what shariat demands. Sharia does not demand this. If we weigh this in the light of seerah, what was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Mubarak practice? How did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa deal with the companions? Here a major sin was committed and yet he embraced them, welcomed them. And on this occasion, Allah Ta'ala placed the seal of approval on the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ it was my very manifest mercy upon you, my Nabi, that you were soft-natured. If you had been harsh in speech or nature, min they would have run away from you. When is Allah saying this? On an occasion when they had abandoned him on the battlefield, they had left him to the mercy of the enemy. Despite being his sahaba, despite those who were beholden to protect the Nabi of Allah in every condition, that fundamental cornerstone of responsibility they had momentarily failed to fulfill that. On that occasion Allah is saying, and what does Quran go on? Fa'fu anhum, forgive them. Allah is commanding Rasulullah sallallahu Forgive them, fa'fu anhum. He had already forgiven them. But the command of the Quran, fa'fu anhum. And don't just forgive them, wastaghfir lahum. Allah commands Rasulullah sallallahu you ask me to forgive them also. In other words, you forgive them and you on their behalf seek maghfirat and forgiveness from Allah. Fa'fu anhum wa lahum wa shawirhum fil amr. And seek consultation from them in the affairs of deen. In other words, do not abandon them or reprimand them in any way. And we see this is not an isolated incident. There are many, many such incidents which show us the mizaj and the temperament of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa because insan is weak. If you are going to be harsh, rigid, intolerant, what is Quran saying? You're not going to bring people closer. Maksud of shariat is what? To bring about change. You want people to go towards goodness. Harshness, rigidity repels people, chases them away. You may feel that you are some bastion and protector of shariat, but in reality, are you bringing shariat alive amongst those you are coming to contact with? Which is the objective. This objective gets defeated 
when you are harsh, when you are rigid, when you are intolerant. Maiz Aslami radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sahabi, comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Zanaytu, Ya Rasulullah, I committed zina. Ya Rasulullah, I committed zina in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Madina Munawara, the purest of environments, the purest of places. And yet, what does he say? Zanaytu, I committed zina. What, does, what is the reaction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to a man who is admitting his wrong? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa does not become harsh, doesn't become rigid with him. What does he say to Maiz Aslami? That, ma zanaita, you didn't, you didn't commit zina. La'allaka qabbalta. Perhaps you kissed her, you did not make zina. He says, ya Rasulullah zanaitu. I committed zina, he repeats the admittance of his wrong. Then Rasulullah sallallahu turns to the companions. Abihi sakran, abihi junoon. Is it possible that he was intoxicated? Is it possible that he has lost his senses, he's become mad? Wallah, my respected brothers, if even one companion stood up and said, Ya Rasulullah, I saw him taking some sort of intoxicant. Oh yes, Ya Rasulullah, there is madness in him. There is that streak, he's lost his senses. On that, Rasulullah would have sent Maiz Aslami away. And he would have not enacted the had or the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him to be stoned to death. But it was Allah's command and the wrong had been established and Maiz Aslami was insisting that Ya Rasulullah enact the command of Allah upon me. So in keeping with Shariat, it was enacted. After that, it transpired that when he realized his mistake, Maiz Aslami went first to Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu that Zanaytu, I have committed zina. Abu Bakr Mountain of Iman, what was his reaction? Allah concealed you. So accept the concealment of Allah and ask in private ask Allah for forgiveness. Don't bring this matter to Rasulullah. He went to Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. We generally have this perception of Umar as being somebody rigid or harsh. What was the reaction of Umar radiallahu anhu? Exactly what Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu did. Allah concealed you, so in privacy ask Allah for forgiveness and do not reveal your wrong. Still, it was burning inside. This was the iman of Maiz Aslami. That I have committed a wrong. I cannot, how am I going to face Allah Ta'ala? I need to be cleansed in the world. That is what he said to Nabi Sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, purify me. So he went to Thabit bin Hazal, an Ansari Sahabi. Thabit bin Hazal said, go to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So after this incident, what would we expect? That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam praises Thabit bin Hazal, that you sent him to me, you caused him to admit his crime. And you cause the had or the rajam to come upon him? No. What did Rasulullah say to Sabit? That Wallahi ya Thabit, lo satartahu bi thawbik, lakana afdal, lakana khayran mimma sanatabihi. After that, Nabi Islam addressed Sabit bin Hadal, if only you had concealed him, advised him towards concealment, this would have been better than what you did. So from this we learn, my respected brothers. The, that the seerah teaches us this, that bring the softness, harshness, rigidity, intolerance, this goes against the very grain of the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.